I still see the secret The hopes and all the fears It makes me happy That I wander all these years The songs of sounds The blessed and betrayed The road to Damascus Oh, what that happened? Was, that was a oh. sudden oh, I on got cut, happened, I eh? cut that off quick, didn't I? Hello, listeners. Welcome Hello. to another awesome, action-packed, fun episode of Get the Know How, Season 2, Episode 2. Hello, G. How I'm are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. I tell you, great to be back in it the hot seat. It's been a pretty be bit of a full-on week, a oh, couple of weeks. So Yes. Uh, yeah. Tell me all about it. Uh, what did you do? Well... On the weekend, did you go and watch the football? Or well, I couldn't get a ticket to the football, which no. was quite tragic because obviously they sold out. I thought quite you'd, fast. your name would have been on the gate. Well, you would have thought that yeah. I would have had a ticket what there the just heck? to meet and greet Dusty. But anyway, couldn't mm. get a ticket, but that's okay because you know they got a record crowd and it was all for a great cause, Hillcrest Primary. So it was a great event. Um, Sunday, I was at uh, with the fabulous Senator Jack Lambie at the Regatta. Oh, and, fantastic! Uh, yeah, we had a great day there and. Uh, Hosting the uh, fashions on the Mersey, so busy weekend, but lots of course, you know, going on in the world as well. Yeah. Losing two great cricketers. Oh my gosh! As you mentioned, yeah, yeah. because that's yeah. been no, a that was, tragedy. That was, that was sad. Um, of course, the uh, late great uh, Shane Warne and Rodney Backus Marsh, uh, two great Australians, and uh, we we think of their families at this time. Yeah, we certainly do. Such and, a tragedy uh, for Australian sport. It is a loss of uh, loss of two great Aussie icons, and I. I uh, uh, someone pointed out to me today, or I heard it on a, something I was listening to, that uh, you know, if cricket was played in Australia, Shane Wong would have been the biggest global sporting superstar of them all. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. like my my um, first memory of Warney, Let's just put that out there. It was, it was definitely the white. Um, I was going to say lip gloss. The white fronts? No, not the white Or the fronts. elephant on them that he wore and they no, took photos of in the no, hotel the white, and he had them um, two girls around? Oh, yes. No, not that one. That's one. The white um, lip cream that he always wore and the big gold necklace. He used to always wear a chain. Zinc, zinc cream. Zinc cream and the, and yeah. the gold chain. Yeah, the gold my, chains don't do it for me, I'm He afraid. was like the little, um, yeah, I, I find, know. He was I like find a little a of cricket, wasn't he? So no, such a shame. I don't know about that. Um, but he was okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was okay. cricket. No, nah, good guy. Great <laughs> cricket player. Loved his baked beans. I'm sure he liked to meat pie. Loved his cigarettes. Yeah, such a, it's just a tragedy. So it's mm. been a bit of a sad week. And yeah, of course, we've had the floods and, and all that. Oh, uh, New South terrible. Wales and Brisbane terrible. and and the war going on. So it's been a bit full on. So it's nice to have a bit of lighthearted fun with you, Grant, in uh, yes. the chat. And, and, and I, and I uh, went and listened to the uh, wonderful dulcet tones of Kate Seberano on the weekend. Oh, how great was that? I wasn't yeah, there, but uh, lots of people What a nice, and... nice voice. So let's not waste any time, G, uh, G, because I want to introduce our next guest now. Now, our next guest, this guy is incredibly um, fascinating to me. Um, his name is Errol Lagrange, and the fact that he shares his surname with a very famous ZZ Top song um, for all those ZZ Top fans is pretty cool. But Errol, let me. Um, I was going to mention that and say, is he actually related to ZZ yeah, Top? Yeah, no, I, could be, could be. He's missing the beard. But uh, this gentleman is um, an absolute gun. He's an entrepreneur and uh, well, an entrepreneur at heart, and he's. He's created a amazing um, website or slash program. I guess what would you call it? A company, anyway, which uh, is called Kahoot Learning, which actually facilitates learning for over two million people uh, in 127 countries worldwide. Are we talking like the Kahoot? Um, there's two Kahoots. This is Kahoot with Kahoot? a C, which is better than Kahoot with oh, a K. Right, I think Kahoot with this a K. One, we this one is for A uh, for 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 us adults. Um, Look, I'm going to get Errol to tell his story, but he's got a passion um, for you know, furthering careers of professionals for education. Um, he, he co-founded Kahoot Learning together with his, his good friend Anthony Morris um, in uh, you know uh, in 2008, and this thing's gone you know off its head. And I wanted to connect you two because Errol um, 
is new to obviously uh, Tasmania and is a, a new resident here and uh, has moved over from uh, busy Melbourne. Uh, but um, Errol brings something special to our community and a little uh, thing that I'm helping him with through my association with Rotary. And I think Errol should tell us his story. So let's just welcome, please, uh, Mr. Errol Lagrange. Oh, the crowd are insane. They're very excited. Uh, welcome, Errol. Uh, thank you, Giovanna. That um, was a massive rap, by the way. Was, I tell you thank what. Thank you very much, and Grant, thank you for No that. one gets an uh, intro on this show normally. So, um. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah thank, thanks, Grant. I look forward to uh, providing you with that bottle of wine for that intro. Thank you very yeah, much. Yes, You're I welcome. knew Good. there was a catch to it. No, Errol. Um, so, Errol and I met through. Uh, well, we met actually at um, Oktoberfest. That's correct. You were the MC at Oktoberfest. I was. I was. And she was at Oktoberfest I too. I was there. I got there a little bit late, but I had another function on, but I was there. Yeah. And I've got the, the glasses to prove it actually. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. ah. Um, so, yeah, oh, we met there and uh, we all enjoyed ourselves and we invited Errol along to uh, come and pop into our rotary meeting and say hello, and uh, he just kept coming. So and he's never left. He's never left. But um, Love it. fascinating story. Welcome, Errol. Thank you for your time tonight. Yeah, thank you very much. It's it's an absolute pleasure and privilege to be here. And um, you know, it's uh, you say I'm a new resident here. I'm now just over one year into two weeks stay in uh, in Tassie. Um, that, that's no, awesome. Brilliant. That's that's a new resident, definitely. <laughs> Um, I arrived um, in Boat Harbour Beach uh, just over a year ago yep. and uh, I haven't been back much to Port Melbourne in that time. I think once you get to Boat Harbour Beach you pretty much don't want to go anywhere, do you? Well, that's... It's that's a beautiful spot. Pretty much right. But I, I think that the magic of, of Boat Harbour Beach is actually extended across the whole of the northwest. Mm. You know, I've, I've spent... Uh, I, I, though I'm based in, in Boat Harbour Beach, I've had... Have the privilege and, and the pleasure and the joy of, of travelling out to, to other parts, uh, Smithton and Stanley and uh, Burnie and Devonport. Um, I, uh, w- when I got down here, I saw one of these little yellow aeroplanes flying over and I said, that looks pretty cool, that aeroplane. looks like those little Alaskan planes that they have, the bush pilots have. And little Cessna, was that? No, it was a no? little Foxbat, which is, oh, which is, you know, okay. which is, is quite... Um, Quite relevant at this time because Foxbat is 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 Aeropract, and uh, it, they manufactured it out of Kiev, um, in the Ukraine. Uh, yeah, very very popular mm. plane around the world. Wow. And, and so yeah. I saw this quite fitting at the moment. It is, and I saw this plane flying over. That that reminded me of the fact that once upon a time in my distant past, as a nineteen twenty year old, I used to my my first idea of a career was a pilot. So I, I trained to become a pilot. And, uh, you know, then life does what it does and it, 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 it provides you with a rich tapestry of all sorts of challenges and, um, and, and opportunities. And, and I, I tended to spend a lot of time flying, but not in the front seat behind the front door where you are allowed to drink. Um, <laughs> so, so I started, I started a, um, a little bit of flying again with the community, the Wynyard Aero Club and... Uh, and that's enabled me to meet some incredible people around the northwest coast and all the way down to St Helens. Just, just magical people. That's wonderful. And the Aero Club has been there for such a long time, and they're such a wonderful organisation. And they've, you know, they've trained a lot of uh, amazing people that are now flying the big planes. They, they, they have, and they just, they, they, they share this passion for flying, for people, for community, for learning, and uh, it, it's like many of the other people and organisations I've met in the northwest coast is that there's, there's a genuine sense of caring about one another um, and, and wanting to help one another. So, you know, that, that was one of my first introductions to, to, to a community organisation here in the northwest. That was prior to um, meeting Rotary um, uh, from, from Somerset at the, at the Oktoberfest last year, which was, was an amazing event. Um, it in, was a in lot of fun. Of things. It, w- it was. <laughs> it was, and it was a great cause as well, raising money for <laughs> some families w- in Wynyard. The MC was pretty loose by the end of the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty loose, I must uh, say. <laughs> I, I do recall that. Uh, I, I think. I think jovial and joyful. Um, yeah. 
I wouldn't say loose. I, nah. I wouldn't comment on that. Nah. I'd say loose. Um, <laughs> I was, I was, you, I was obviously having, having a good time. Uh, you, you, know, you know, grow up better than I do. It so sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> he was loose. Our listeners may pick up, uh, Errol, you've got a little accent there. Tell us about where you're from. and I'm still trying to figure that one out. We're talking about which planet we're from. Yeah, or, uh, which planet? <laughs> I, I, was, uh, I was born in Africa, at the tip of Africa. Um, and uh, lived there until well, I you know, I, I grew up, and and that's an operative term. Growing up, I'm I'm still working at that one. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> at a little coastal beach town in Port Elizabeth. Um, and uh, after after high school, I went off to the states for a, a scholarship, an exchange scholarship, which had a uh, which was a wonderful thing back back then. I'd, I'd, uh, which uh, which uh, scholarship? Which college? It, it, it was it was the other one to Rotary Scholarship. It yes, was the American Field Service Scholarship. Yep. Um, so, you know, I went. I finished high school and uh, went down to Cape Town University for six months because the semesters are different between Northern and Southern Hemisphere. It's strange that. Um, and uh, I had a beautiful. I felt that Cape Town was my first love. Mm-hmm. I have to say, um, probably first of three. Major loves, so I fell in love with Cape Town instantly. You know, it, it is just such a beautiful city. Is that that's the the city you see the really nice pictures with the big yeah the big mountain table mountain that, behind that's it right yeah, yeah beautiful and just uh, it was sensational. So it was love at first sight and first experience, and then then I went over to the US to to a place called Knoxville, Tennessee. Lovely, Galicia's I am. <laughs> and uh, and that was the most the most fascinating enlightening year. Um, you know what a real real privilege as a, as an eighteen year old to mm. to go over and live with the family for a year yep. and go to school and you know play gridiron. I played gridiron, which I I got it lucky because this this particular school, West High School, um, it, it was absolutely one of those situations where you have this side of the railway track and that side of the railway oh, track. Oh yes. And uh, and and this was on that side <laughs> of the railway track, and I lived on this side. It sounds yeah. like Redfern, um, Sydney. <laughs> and, uh, and and both were fascinating because you know I had sequoia trees. I, was, I lived in scenic drive with a beautiful family, and uh, I went to school on the other side, which which had its elements of of all sorts of things. But I, I got lucky because um, I. I, I got persuaded by the coach. We we did PT training then. The coach persuaded me to. He said, "Errol, I think you you should play gridiron." And uh, he said, "You know, you, you you guys, you play rugby. You know, no pads." You, you, and I, I looked at him and think, "Yeah." He said, "No, the cheerleaders, they great. You, you got to do this." <laughs> and uh, and anyway, so uh, I, I was always like a challenge in sport. Yeah. And uh, so so it was really good because. Um, I, uh, I I played the piano in a singing group, and 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 so and then I played gridiron. So it, it sort of bridged the gap between the two, of of playing footy, you know. Yep. So you, you you're never going to get in trouble with footy, and and then the other side of things, you you know, playing the piano and singing. So it was the the, the two different sides. So it was it was almost a bridging of the this side and the that side of the two cultures. Line. Did yeah. you actually tell your teammates in gridiron that you played the piano and sang? Uh, well, actually, some of some of the the team were in in the choir with oh, me. Oh, okay, um, all right. I thought they might have like, yeah. uh, <laughs> had a go at you, I suppose. Yeah, no, we're in the deep yeah. south, of course, yeah. or the deepening <laughs> south. So there were yeah. a lot of beautiful melodious voices, and, and that, that, that was just. just I haven't amazing. been to Tennessee. That's one I haven't yeah. been to yet. I'd like to. Yeah, Na- Nashville has become a Nashville. one of the fastest growing cities yes. in the US right now. It's a very popular place uh, yeah. to visit. Um, fantastic, uh, obviously, music scene. Nightlife. Yeah. It'd be good. All of that. All of that. <laughs> so did you fall in love with the United States like you did for Cape Town, or was that just a, a passing affair, no, so I, to speak? I, I did. I, I travelled to about 30 states when I was there, I, I, or subsequently to being there. Um, met a lot of families different families in, in my travels there. And uh, I, I think I did fall in love with the American people. Mm. You know, there's there's the stereotypical American person that you see on the movies or in yes. the news. And, 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 and But what I discovered there was they're incredibly caring. Caring and welcoming. And welcoming. Found, yeah. Very, very welcoming. And, and you know, I met, I met a whole range of different people from... I don't know how, from senators to senators to 
to just the everyday walk of life people and uh and and they were all very very interesting people warm-hearted people mm. um so you know i think they get a bit of a bad rap um, yes. when, when you're sitting this side of the planet and, yes uh, and they really do um yes so so in a way that was was a second love mm. um, was uh, the american people and 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 that introduction to um, you know, we had nationalities from around the world on the AFS scholarship, and you know that opens your eyes to different cultures and different yeah. ways of doing things. And and uh, you know, back then, eighty one, eighty two, um, th- there wasn't such a thing as the smartphone. No, there, there, there was you waiting by the letterbox for a, for a letter to come through, <laughs> and you send postcards, and so you really were isolated from from home and from the world back then. Mm. So, so that, that that was a great experience. No zoom, no no zoom, no, no. zoom. So, so then we studied in the in the states. Uh, you finished your education there, and then from there you went. You continued to university studies back in uh, Africa or yeah, uh, University of Cape Town, Ex- um, Cape Town, and, and as a result of that, you came out as a qualified. Was it lawyer or yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I finished. Uh, I finished the five years of of law. And um, at the time, I was required to do my military service, which um, which wasn't looking good in the mid eighties. And uh, I, University of Cape Town was a very progressive university, and uh, you know this concept of of having to go into the townships wasn't a great one. Um, I, uh, you know, I fortunately in, in I, I didn't go into the military for very long. I um, in the last two years of my <laughs> university, I, I somehow through sport or, or something or other um, developed a, a severe back situation, and I, I couldn't stand. Mm. I sorry, I couldn't I couldn't sit, I couldn't walk. I, I, it was pretty painful, and so I wrote my exam standing up uh, for two years, and um, and I had a rather amusing time in the military uh, for a couple of days, and. Mm. Uh, so I was fortunate that that I didn't need to go into the military after that. They exempted and me. Honorable um, discharge. It, it was an honorable, you know, either you're dead or I don't know how you did that. Yeah. Um, so so then I was able. I did my articles, um, and after a year of articles, um, I uh, after my after my time in 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 the US, I, I met a lovely Italian. A uh, woman by the name of Patricia, and I remember going to Europe for the first time in '83, and I, I stayed with her family for about three days, and I loved to play on language, and 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 I couldn't speak Italian, and she could speak English and translate, and no one else could speak English, and I knew she wasn't quite saying what I really wanted to say, and <laughs> but the mother, uh, lovely Clelia, she said to me, she gave me a little dictionary and said, if you come back next time. Um, you must learn to speak Italian, yeah, basically, definitely. if you want my daughter. You know, yeah. Yep. Fair's fair. Fair's fair. So, uh, <laughs> said, uh, okay, so, uh, so um, <laughs> when I was doing my articles, I studied Italian and, and, and then I went over and spent three months in Italy. Um, uh, and um, But then, then, then the back really got bad. So Amazing language, the Italian language. Yeah, it's Did so you know? beautiful. Did you know? that? Giovanna, um, Giovanna, Are you going to... Yes, Giovanna, Italian, Italian, that's no, right. No, 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 no. I'm Greek Cypriot. This but my oh, uncle was Italian. Yeah. Oh, this got me through Italy quite I don't know if I want to well. hear what he's going to say. Buongiorno. Uno, aqua minerale, aqua minerale, non gasito. You want a mineral water? I just, I just <laughs> want a fine <laughs> bottle of water. Sense gas. Yeah, you, you have a very lovely Chinese Italian accent. Uh, it's uh, Chinese Italian. I like that of our friend Tia. Por favor. Oh yeah, Tia. Con gas or sense gas? Yeah, I do have no, an Italian name. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. No, I've not got any Italian, but it's a beautiful country. Beautiful language. Italy is amazing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. N- now that you mentioned that, I think you know. I said I probably had you know. Three great loves, or I fell in love. Um, I think that might have been a, a white mm. line. Sorrento, I, 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 I fell in I love f- with. Fell in love with. <laughs> I fallen in love with many mm. places and yeah, and people and cultures. That was uh, my favourite, Sorrento. Uh, yeah, I it, loved it, it down is, there. It's fantastic. <laughs> Malfi yeah. Coast. Coast, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those so. are the days. Um, and so, 
So isn't yes. it great yes. to reminisce though? Like, yes, it's wonderful. It. But um, and you sort of go, oh yeah, those were the days, and think of all but, the but, things you know, that you did, and thank God we didn't have phones back well, then. What's interesting is is all of these things that we do are form part of who we become. They certainly you know, do. We Couldn't agree with you more. We become a synthesis of all of our experiences, our challenges, our our loves, uh, our, our wins, our losses. You know, we synthesize all of those into who we are right now in the present. So, so we, we take all of that energy with us. Um, and, you know, I think, I think the secret is, or the trick is, 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 is to do all of that and, and have no regrets. Mm. And to say, I'm here right now. This is a gift to be here right now. Life is a gift. Live a life and no regrets. What am I going to do now? Mm. And, uh, you know, that, that I think uh, I, my Italian South African friend, when I, when I sent him a text and I said, yeah, can you believe it, Shane, Shane's, Shane's not mm. here with us anymore. He said, I loved Shane. He, he said something to the effect, I smoked, I drank, I played a little cricket. No regrets. Mm. And, you know, isn't that typical yeah. of... Mm. Yeah. Of Shane, but typical of a mm. life well lived. Absolutely. Very as, well lived. Say he, so young. He's crammed more into 52 years than most people will cram into 10 lifetimes. Correct. Correct. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And, you know, he was engaged to Elizabeth Hurley as well. She's gorgeous. Yeah, I didn't realise she was five years older than him. Yeah, not, not much older, really. No, but... Yeah, when you look at a photo of her now, it's hard to believe she's 57 too. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. So She carries yeah. herself in pretty good nick. So, yeah, so sad. But you're right. He well, lived, I'm he lived 58. And, and you wouldn't that, know it. That you wouldn't know it. You no. know, I don't look like Liz Hurley. But you but don't she's, look like Liz Hurley. I'm glad I look like Liz Hurley. You'll be a little bit She'd be I'll heartbroken. Be jealous, she might actually. need some consoling her. Yeah. Might have to look her up. Look her up, yeah. But didn't she display a tremendous, you know... You, we don't really know what happens. No, we don't. No, we don't. Right. we don't. We don't. And the first thing she did was say, you know, there's, there's this beautiful, my sunshine's gone out. Yeah. You know, yeah. So we don't know what really no. happens behind the scenes. And she said, you know, he was really great for the formative years of my son and the son spoke up. Mm. So, you know, you have this impression of what life may be like and you, you, you make your judgment. It could be good, it could be bad, but we really don't know what's going on beneath the no, surface. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, you're right, um, and the kids have spoken out today too, which was, yeah. uh, was oh, nice. have they haven't yeah, got that far yet? Yeah, so no, I mean, it works. So, so yeah, um, okay. Well, no doubt it will dominate the news that at least until the state funeral, um, which will be at the MCG. I do yes, believe. Yes, which is amazing. Mm, so I'm really fantastic. happy about um, that. Hundred thousand Victorians will probably turn up to that, which is yep. even more COVID spreader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here's a massive event. Um, Errol, you made it to Australia. I did. Yeah. How did you come here? What, why, uh, what brought you here to this wonderful country of ours? Well, I did establish that my grandmother was born in Brisbane. Oh, wow. In 1889. Really? Yeah. So, uh, but that's absolutely coincidence. But, but she's, and she's moved, she's moved back on. to Africa. If she was born in 1889, yes, I think she... Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. obviously moved on. I, I, but I, I, sorry. On, on. I love your presentation. She was, yes. she was born in yes. 1889 because and then... I still see but, these things and, and we yeah. can talk about this in a little while. Yeah. This, this veil between where we are physically and yeah. where we are as beings. Yes. And, and I love the present tense of this. Yes. So, yes, the, she went back to... Um, <laughs> she was born in Brisbane and yeah. then uh, the family out of Scotland went to Cape Town. And she married my grandfather, who was from the same village oh. in uh, in Scotland. So you know, back in the eighteen hundreds, that you know, nowadays, well, prior to COVID, it was easy to get around the world. Oh, of mm. course, it but was. But back yeah. then, it was you know, could have almost been a death sentence to take a trip. Absolutely, uh, it's a big journey and um, under sail. Yeah, it is. So yeah, yeah I, I Scary. came. I came to um, I came to Melbourne after five years of living in New Zealand. Um, New Zealand was, uh, I arrived there in 1993 and uh, I spent five years there. I specialised in value-added tax GST. Mm. So um, when when Australia was implementing GST, I thought, well, that might not be a bad thing to do. Did the Kiwis have it first? They they had it before. Um, they had it before Australia, right. yes. And, yeah. and they, they actually introduced it at a very similar time to Canada. Right, um, and South Africa. When I was, uh, when I was, I, I, I qualified as a barrister, and I started working as a barrister until 
I bumped into someone who said, you know, you you should join Arthur Anderson and, and get into tax. Mm. Um, they'll train you well and, and, and you can travel. You can go to St. Charles. And the, so my, my ears perked up at travel. That's all I ever heard, you know, tax? Are you kidding? What's that? And uh, and when I was in South Africa, they no, I didn't know anything about tax, really. Then they introduced this value-added tax. I said, hey, no one knows about value-added tax. He has a, he has a levelling opportunity and... Uh, and and so I, I got involved in that, and the implementation of GST is a very fearful thing, as you may recall, back in 1999, 2000, when it came in here. And uh, and education is a very big part of introducing a, a new tax system, and so uh, I had kind of specialised in in the introduction of this 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 new uh, omnipresent tax system called GST, and uh, and and that's really the reason why I came over to to Melbourne. Wow. And uh, I joined a little outfit called uh, Gang of Four Consulting Group. And you were contracted <laughs> to uh, drive me something then. <laughs> I'm still sitting here just going, how many jobs is this yeah, guy? Yeah, no, but just, um, done, but all just amazed it's amazing. Because you were consulting to educating politicians, right? Not well, yeah. yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. So, um, you know, I worked, I worked in, in accounting firms and law firms in... in South Africa, New Zealand, and and uh, and over here, and w- with implementation, it's a lot to do with with education. Mm. And um, I, I was very involved in uh, education for state, federal, and local government, including the tax office. I did a lot of a lot of GST education, and and the thing about that that was wonderful because m- my view of law was I didn't like this concept of being a barrister. Litigation sucks. I don't know if you've ever been involved in litigation. No. But you don't want to be a plaintiff, you don't want to be a defendant, and you don't want to certainly be the barrister in the middle. No. Um, and so I thought, there must be a better way. And uh, so I, I, I looked at this and said, no, we, we, perhaps mediation is a better way to go. So I got really involved in alternative dispute resolution and mediation. And, and then I thought, you know what, that still sucks. How do we stop people from getting into those situations? And that's where I started to get into more the education side of things. And, uh, and you know, education in, in tax, uh, we, we did day-long sessions around the country you know, where people would travel from far and wide to come and listen to tax for, an, for a day. And uh, it was such a great experience because the bar for entertainment was set so low. But then, you know, you could say, oh, you could see the fear in their eyes. Yes. So then it was, ah, you start a whole different way of doing it and you start talking about, all right, today we're going to learn how to tango and we're going to learn how to draw and we're going to learn how to sing. And you've got these people looking at you dumbfounded and you go, well, actually, really what it's about is, is, is connecting with people and, and talking about things in, in, in simple terms. I, I, was, I was at a, a music seminar by a guy from, an English guy who lives in Boston and uh, he... he talked about, he gave these beautiful seminars of understanding music, understanding singing, understanding songwriting. And then he had this incredible way of simplifying things into, you know, into, into the lowest common denominators. And, and he had a wonderful saying. He said, when things become too simple, <laughs> sorry, I messed that one up very well. When things become too complicated, look for the simplicity you've missed. And, and I guess that was the thing with, with, with teaching of tax was, Hey, it's complex. Can we break this down into their individual components? Mm-hmm. And, and, and then how do we make that relevant? But first, how do we take the fear out of people's eyes? And how do we have fun doing what we're doing? Mm-hmm. And because then, you know, learning mode is kids' mode. Mm-hmm. If you're serious in your learning experience, it's not, you're not going to learn. It's got to be fun so that you can resonate. You've got to make it fun because if you're thinking about, you know, if you said to me, Come for this weekend workshop. We're going to learn all about tax. I'm just going to be like, sorry, I've, you know, I've got yeah, but I've they got had to shear my sheep. They had to do um, it, but yeah, you've got to, you've got to make, yeah. you've got to make yeah, it. You'd look fun. for excuses and not to go, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, you would. But so making it fun, you know, fun and relevant, and and then yeah. they sort of saw how that applied to their world, and they, they used to look at things differently. And uh, I used to say to them, I said, you know what? Have you signed up for my f- uh, Saturday night um, GST discussion group? There's cake and this and they all said no 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 we all said go away get a life I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but really they I loved gone for the cake <laughs> you know what they loved was the sense of community of learning together and growing together mm. and it it doesn't really matter what the topic is 
You know, that's that's really the secret is is how do we engage and learn with and from each other? Um, particularly, you know, kids do it all the time. Yeah. But as adults, we seem to think that, you know, learning has to be serious or we stop learning. Mm. But we don't stop learning. You know, that that's one of the things about life is that we never, should never stop learning. Uh, a bit of Italian for you. Who said this? And what is it? Ancora sto imparando. Was that our Fredo Pareto? Uh, Fredo the Frog? So what? <laughs> I'm thinking our Fredo Pasta. You know a Fredo Pareto? No, we don't. No, is he car driver? Pareto, 80-20. Alfredo, Pareto. He did the Pareto analysis. 80%, 20% of effort gives you 80% uh, of results. Yeah, no. Oh he was Italian. God. I was thinking he was a car uh, racing driver or something. Yeah, gotcha. Or well, a back at a pasta. I gotcha. Or well, back at you. Yeah. So who said Ancora sto imparando? It wasn't Alfredo Pareto. I know that. <laughs> So and it well, certainly wasn't Alfredo Pasta either. Bob Hawke? <laughs> no, that's just... No, no, I, mean, I would... I would if, if, look, a famous Italian. Um, it was just a random... Uh, God, I would say uh, the guy that... I have no idea. You have right. absolutely no idea. No, you, were gonna ma- you were going to make so up a name. I was. What name were you going to make up? Well, I th- it was inappropriate to say Mussolini. <laughs> so <laughs> I... We have to go back a little bit. Yeah, further, no. Um, but bit. further than that, there was a... Um, and it was a beautiful time for learning. Who said it? it was Italian beautiful. philosopher. Um, yeah, he was an artist. He was an artist. Sculptor. Michelangelo. Michelangelo, thank you. At the <laughs> my next guest, damn it. <laughs> Is that who said it? At the tender yeah. age of 80, oh. at the tender age of eighty-four. Yeah. Um, Bless And you know the thing is that, you know, the, what the, is it in English? Still, I am learning. So yeah. at the eighty-four, which was you know reputedly mm. close to his deathbed, that's what he said. And you know, if you if you I've never studied his works, but um, I've read the book, The Agony and the Ecstasy, mm. um, a beautiful story of his life wow. and told in a novel. And it's interesting in, in the area in which he lived. Um, you know, it was the Renaissance and, and it was uh, in Florence in the centre of innovation. Florence and, is beautiful too. And, uh, you know, oh. such a beautiful world. And, and, and you look at that and see how relevant that is today, both this concept of learning for life mm. and still I'm learning. Um, to innovation because we're in a very, you know, very chaotic, mixed up, beautifully innovative world at the moment. And, and so w- when, when we think about innovation and how it happens, it, it's quite an interesting way. There's, th- there's a book called The Medici Effect by, um, by Johansson and, and he talks about how the, the combination of factors that, that give rise to innovation and... One of the examples of is ice cream. Um, ice cream was first created in the way that we know in you know the great Italian ice creams was at the turn of the fifteenth, uh, fifteen hundreds to sixteen hundreds and around about sixteen hundred is um, Catherine de, de Medici. Um, she she held a competition to to see who could make the most unusual dessert, and Ruggeri was the guy who came up with it. Uh, with 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 more of a sorbet type of ice cream, um, because at that time there was a whole influence from the east and lots of ingredients coming in. Mm. There were lots of mixtures of spices, people. and and he mm. was uh, he was actually a uh, he provided chickens to the kitchen, and so he came up with it from a totally different perspective, and um, and and then the story goes. That uh, you know they loved this, and and she was going to get married to the future king of France, and so she said to him, you know, you must come to France with me, because we can show the French that the Italianos we eat better, we cook food better, and but you know he was so traumatized because all the chefs hated him, and uh, so he said, no, I'm not going to go. So, um, um, so he, but he did leave the recipe, and and then she was um, entertaining some guests and. She asked another person to to do the to. They were getting Spanish guests of the Grand Duke were coming in, and uh, and she wanted to have uh, you know she wanted them to be entertained and and uh, he took the recipe. His name was Bontalanti uh, Bernardo, and uh, he added milk and eggs. But he was a sculptor and he was like Michelangelo. Yep. So again, nothing to do with with cooking. Yep. 
and came up with this innovative new invention. And I, and I think that's the idea, is that you know, when, when you look at a problem from a different perspective and you haven't got any legacy thinking around it, you, you look at the simple things you've you missed. Look at this, yeah, look at the simple things you missed. Hey, what if we put uovo on a body latte and then we make this gut show a little bit different? And the ice cream over there is fantastic. Yeah, and, and mm. I suppose the sculpturing in it, then they mm. started to, you know, make it look aesthetically pleasing. And so, you know, the same is true for life now, is that the same, you know, several hundred years later, we've got this great mixing of, 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 of different cultures as we become more globalised um, and, and we're able to have access to one another in different cultures. Mm. Um, and, and as technology starts to play a big role and changes the legacy types of organisations that we have through technology. Um, same, same. We, we, we need diversity for, for, for being able to move forward. It's awesome. You've, um, Italian, you've mastered that just beautifully. You're fully fluent. Uh, enough to get into trouble yeah. uh, and probably enough to get out of trouble. Mm. Buongiorno. Uh, buongiorno. Arrivederci. No, we do yeah. not like to <laughs> say. You've got to have it with the, uh, the I don't have it, tones. Do I? Yeah. You're here in, uh, you started Kahoot with your friend. Um, it's this amazing um, platform you've built, and I've been on the website and had a look at it, and I noticed you had some Stanford teachings on there even, um, which is incredible. I've actually been to the uh, Faculty of Business at Stanford and did a leadership course there. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, but the stuff that's there, I mean, tell me about that, Kahoot. How did you come up with the, uh, the concept? How did you get it to work? Yeah. When did it become full time, and yeah. what do you do for it now? Yeah, very good questions. Um, well, talk about that combination um, of of different types of people that look at the world differently. So, I'm a tax lawyer, and uh, I teach GST and tango. Um, and uh, Anthony, my business partner, was a piano teacher. So, um, we somehow partnered up in, somewhere along the line, and. Um, together with um, my geography teacher from high school, who we studied masters in tax together in Cape Town, had moved to Sydney and he introduced me to Anthony. And, um, and we, at some point when I, I, I did work for Alan's Arthur Robbs um, at the time, the big law firm now, Alan's Linkletter, and uh, my role was, was um, expansion of the GST practice. Um, but then I, you know, I kind of saw what Anthony and, and, and Kevin were doing and they were going out doing education, and then I started my own law firm, GST Law, and for a while I worked with them um, and uh, doing this education. Um, and for about three, four years after that, I was, I was engaged by ANZ Bank, and we did some incredible stuff with the bank. Um, and then, then Anthony called me up one day and said, no, you know, Kevin's gone a little bit bush. Um, he's been training too much, and, and um, so, so we've broken up. And I said, oh, that's sad. Um, I don't like breakups, but... Um, Nasty you know, business. And, and he said, look, I'd, would, I'd, there's, there's a new ruling out. I'd like you to, I'd like you to present on it to the, to the government sector on, on grants and appropriations. So you were part of it, Grant. Mm. And um, I said, oh, that sounds exciting. Where, where, where are we going to do it? Where am I flying to? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like Dory, you know, the, the one that... Has the three second memory and yeah. oh yes, says oh, I'm giving up Sorry. drinking. Oh look, gin. Yeah. I was like, I said I'm not travelling ever again. Oh, where are we going to? Yeah. He says no, Errol. I've, I've found a the way. The story of the GST will. Yeah, he said I found a way to do it online. I said oh, which line is that? You know, yeah. this is 2005, 2006. And he said no, this this thing online. It's like like a webinar kind of. What's a webinar? Anyway, um, we he had just got to the stage where where we could get you know, more than 10 people in and out. So we, we tried it on the government sector and he had a business tax in, in the government sector, training in the government sector. And we had two groups of 80 and I spoke on it and I said, wow, we've, we, we've just connected with everyone from around the country. This is amazing. I said, Anthony, I think this is the future of education. Um, and uh, he said, well, uh, well, okay. I said, why don't we start a business? But let's spend at least five or six Mondays having lunch together. You know, you've, you've had a partnership uh, in business and, and, and it, it didn't work ultimately, but it worked for the time that it did. And you know, I've, I've experienced different partnerships in, in the work world and the entrepreneurship world, and it's a difficult gig. <laughs> you know, partnerships are difficult. If you th- now, 
I'm going to say if you think marriage is difficult, but I can't say that because I've never been married. So <laughs> I'm, from what I understand, it, it can be tough. But when um, you get into yeah, business no, with a partner, no, absolutely. Um, it's I, very challenging. I'm very, Kelly. very, very blessed at the moment. I have the dream business partner who you've met, Kelly. Yes. Um, but uh, prior to that, I can tell you that... Uh, you've had some doozies, I've haven't you? I've had some... F- <laughs> yeah. But weren't those Jeez. great learning experiences? Oh, and I have learnt greatly from it, I'll tell you. Because I was yeah, I mixed with some of the bloody... And, yeah, and, I can tell you horror stories. Now, I've got to ask you a question. Yo. And uh, whether, it's, whether it's relationships in terms of romantic relationships or if it's business relationships, social relationships... Yep. Do you find that that you end up leaving it because it becomes a bit untenable or uncomfortable, and you attract something very similar back into your life again, or or do you? No, no, no. Um, it wasn't my choice to leave my business relationship because I got totally blindsided, mm. um, and uh, without going into too much detail, I thought everything was running along swimmingly uh, until. Um, you know, there was a, a band of four uh, that tried to boot me out of my own business. Um, so anyway, that was a long time ago now, so it doesn't really matter and I learnt a lot for it. But what I found was that I said I'd never go into partnership with anybody ever, ever, ever again. And uh, But as I went, you know, as it, we continued to rebuild the business and uh, I just had someone on board that was just too good not to have as a partner. And and so what did you do differently to attract this different type of partner that, that wasn't going to blindside you? I think we formed a, a better friendship and relationship before we jumped into bed with each other, so to speak. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Like, um, if you put it in dating terms, you weren't in, in the sack on the first date. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I know that sounds funny, but um, we were, we, we really um, got to know each other and. Um, had, had a few dinners first. So yeah, a lot of dinners, yeah, a lot of lunches. Lot of so I got to meet her partner and become good friends with, with him as well and just to understand um, her values, um, her wants, her goals, her objectives and the very fact that she also um, put her absolute faith and 100% trust in me too that, that I would not never do the wrong thing, which I never would. Um, you know, I never, ever, ever, ever blindsided anybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, uh, she put a put a faith uh, in me and uh, she was the right person. So do you think that in the interim from that blindside time to finding this ideal partner, you had learned a lot about yourself? I learned a lot. Mm. Yeah, I learned a lot. I learned that I'm too trusting. I learned that um, uh, I, I, I have a... Um, I get a bit hypo, you know, like I get a, a little... You've probably noticed it. And I get a little bit excited at times, <laughs> and I think that can be misconstrued. So I'm I'm loud, I'm tall, um, six foot four. Um, I do have a bit of a presence when I walk into a room, and I'm and I'm loud. I don't mean to be loud. It's partly due to my crap hearing, but it's also it's just me. And then um, I don't know. I just get a bit hyper, and then sometimes it's hard to control how the mouth rolls and. Um, but it's all. I'm all. It's all. However, about, that's perfect for for hosting a podcast, isn't it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but it's all about fun. But I think people can it can be misconstrued by that. So I've probably learnt to contain myself a lot. I mean, I've always tried to be the life of the party, haven't yeah. I, Joe? I mean, yeah, and that's just yep. you know, and I don't do it. It's not not about showing off. It just comes naturally. Um, yeah. So. We're just show ponies. Yeah, we are. That's pretty. Yeah, we so love the limelight. Right. Sound so like both of you. Sound yeah, like we just. Yeah. You know, we yeah. like microphone. You want us to talk on a microphone? Yeah. Okay. That's so what like, you love to do. Yeah, not, uh, we need an MC. Oh, really? I'll be there. You know what time? <laughs> we're not. Um, so that, that kind of gets to what's your KPI for success, and and you know that's an interesting question for a lot of people, and and hard one to answer. Yeah. Yeah. KPI for success. Yeah. I Tell don't me, know. G. What's yours? Pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> like I, 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 you know, I think um, I'm, I'm a little bit like, uh, I don't know, like a bit of your attitude, you know, life is good. Every day above ground is a good day. Um, Absolutely. And, and for me, I think, um, you know, uh, true to me, true wealth is discretionary time. And I don't have a great deal of discretionary time at the moment. 
So, you know, for me, I want to get to that position where I have discretionary time that I can allocate to the things that are most important to me in my life. So that's how I will measure my success um, and that is how I grow my business uh, and and build my networks and look after those that I that I love and cherish, um, not just family but, you know, friends and work colleagues. I'm as loyal as they come. Mm. And, uh, to, you know, if I can get to the point where I can get that discretionary time that I want, that's true wealth, that's my success. That's good. And, G, same for you? Um, yeah, look, I think... I already see myself as successful, so I don't have any KPIs on the board at the moment because <laughs> I feel like I'm already there in a way. You're like, a, you are. You are. Yeah. I mean, it's still obviously there's still a few things there, but, but it's uh, how you judge yourself. It's isn't how it? you judge yourself. So yeah, no. To me, I'm I, I, I'm tracking along really I, really well. I don't define wealth in a number. No, I don't think it's not wealth. I'm not go. talking about yeah. wealth, I'm talking uh, about self. And it's self, you know, and yeah. it's being happy. You can always do with more money. Being content, <laughs> um, you know, not having conflict Absolutely. in your personal life. Or yeah. just boil it down to joy. Joy. Yes. In whatever you do. I doing. think you said like yeah. just, you know, waking up every day is I a think bonus. both of you, you know, Grant, I've known you for a little bit. Gee, I've known you all of... Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Actually, it's 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 almost an hour. So Forty six minutes hour. and twenty eight yep. seconds. Yep. So one of the things that you know both of you have is this. Errol, it's one. No, you go. <laughs> okay. Both of you have this effervescence about you, and, and and Grant, whenever I meet you, you're in a joyful state. Yeah. And I would imagine working with you would be a joyful state. My business partner, ninety five percent of the time. You know, Anthony Morris and I, we've 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 worked together for 15, 16 years. We've never had an argument. Mm. We've always said, well, we've had disagreements in terms of how we perceive things, but you need that in a partnership because mm. if you see things the same way, uh, you know, one of you is superfluous. Yeah. So, so we, we see things differently. And, and, and yep. that, that combination has been a great combination in terms yeah. of how we've gone about our work, our life, our yep. business. That's, uh, you know, I think Kelly and I are very similar. I mean, we've never had an argument nor disagreement. And... Um, I've always said to Kelly that everybody, like, it has to be a joint decision. You know, um, I'd never um, pull rank, so to speak. Um, I'd never do that. It's that's not my style. Um, And and the other thing, you know, like uh, with that is that you know, like um, they often (laughs) Kelly's like I'm I'm on the end of the fish hook and I get cast out. And then she just winds me back in when I'm getting a little bit. What a great description! You, you, you know perfect. what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So she she kind of says, "Hang on a second, winds me back in." And you think about this and that because there's things that I once I get excited about a project, I'm just like, "Yeah, there we go." Oh, I'm going for that. And <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I get like that too. You get so yeah. excited, and your brain goes a million yeah. miles an hour, and it's just like, "Right, how am I yeah. going to fix this?" And then you're not really satisfied until it's fixed. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and Kelly's like my sister <laughs> and like my best mate and like yeah. my mum and all sorts of stuff, you know. Like, like yeah, yeah, all right. You know, like mind. she's just, she's just, um, and and Gary, wonderful man too. Um, but I would never like her and I are just Gaza. starting to gas. Yeah, Gaza. um, we're just starting to. We've involved in our role in this program where we've got to go and do this interactive um, networking with um, some you know, fantastic quality, like the best financial planning practices in the country, and we're off to Sydney to do this. This um, this stuff uh, we've got six seven trips in the next twelve months to to work at Macquarie and and just see a different perspective and that as mm. we we start to develop and I mean you know those op- that that's an opportunity like you know Kelly would never have would have had you know yeah. you know in in previous roles because I think you got to you got to believe in people and you got to trust yeah. them and you have got to give them autonomy and yeah. you, you know um, you just yeah and you know don't don't shackle them to the desk. Uh, let them get out and and I think if you can get your culture right like that. So to me, the biggest thing about business now for me is culture, um, and happy workplace. Um, and I feel that if you put the investment into your people, you get the best results. Yeah. And you know, I've tried really hard, and 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 it's been good. And we continue to evolve this and develop it, but have an environment where it's it's. Um, inclusive um, and um, you know non-conforming and have a non-conforming environment in environment in a financial planning practice is probably you know a little bit unusual but 
you know, why should we wear ties or why should we wear suits? I mean, I do, but if the others don't... Why should we wear the same colour shoes? That's exactly right, as Errol... I know. And, um, yes, I did notice that. Of course, um, yeah. you can't see out there, but yeah. you are actually wearing two different colours of shoes. He does it all the time. They are the same. Do you do it all the time? They're the same shoes, just different colours. Very interesting. Mm. I like it. Shoes. But you've got to have that environment where people can be unique and be individuals and where they can challenge the status quo. And that's the biggest thing I find here. I'm going on a rant now, but with the education system. I don't believe it. Now, you believe never it. do that. But, you know, what, what education system. Um, encourages creativity, innovation, really and truly, and and you, you know what what we're in danger of um, is creating. If we like, there's no factory workers anymore. Yet the education system's still about start at nine, finish at three thirty, have your lunch break between twelve and one, or whatever. You know, mm. put your hand up to go to the toilet when you're young. Um, what it should be about is challenging the status quo, and just because one plus one equals two, uh, you know, you should be able to question that. Hasn't COVID challenged the status quo tremendously? COVID has changed the sta- yeah. challenged the status quo. Yeah, yeah. And, and and absolutely. And in many regards, I, I think that it, you know, when you look at any situation, um, what may seem really bad actually does as a challenge, forces mm. us to look at the world differently, yep. see things differently. So um, COVID's. COVID's really, um, I mean, it's changed the way we work. Um, now encouraging a lot of businesses are having troubles encouraging their staff in the big cities to come back into the CBD, come back into the office. Um, yeah, because they've been working at home yeah. for so long. But COVID also killed small business in Australia. Uh, well, not all small business, but quite a lot. I mean, I think I think it's it, it's about evolving. Evolve. You know, um, mm. and, uh, Don't evolve, you die. Yeah, yeah well, well, that's, that's it. And I think, you know, and... and one of the one of the projects that I'm doing in in um, whilst I'm here, whilst I've been here, I don't don't have much intention of going anywhere further, uh, perhaps to Italy, um, in in the summer. Um, is is this? Is, um, I'm having a, a, an exhibition of of yes, and this is really really important, and this is where you two are going to connect. And I know Joe, you got to go, but if you can stay for ten minutes to listen to this, yes, this I'm will be leave. amazing. I'm not get up and leave the podcast. <laughs> no, I know, but I we like, said, I said, I said, I said I'd have you out, but um, yes, I know. Yes, I have so many things on, so I've got mm. another event uh, that started. That's now why she ago, got dressed up, okay. not for us. You realise no, she, no, no, she never turns up. She, I've seen she comes in in the trackies. Yeah, well, I actually was. I was. I got. I finished work and I went to the gym for two hours, and then I thought I can't rock up here in gym clothes to meet someone I've never met before. So I'll race home, put the work clothes back. I told on. you, you're a good well, looking, y- good know, looking young man was coming in. Still damp from the what, gym. What, what, what you did, you look stunning. So you know, uh, thank see, you for taking the there time. There you go. See, and, uh, she, she does. She does look stunning. She, she of course, stunning. yes. And, uh, yeah, I'm getting a bit slack on my flirting, aren't I? Yeah. You bet, no, because it's me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't flirt with your friends. That's no, weird. but someone well, told me that when they listened to the first couple of episodes that I um, sounded like I'm well, very sleazy. And uh, I'm oh, like, really? oh, really? Just because I said I was sitting next to the most beautiful, beautiful. I mean, apart yes. from my dear Erin, but uh, yeah. you know, you you're a very close second. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Very Hello. close second. And Erin's okay with it. She's fine. So we're good. She's very good. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you, Erin? Yeah. <laughs> so she's a beautiful thing. She does Pilates. She's in one of my Pilates classes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. She's a good chick. Please, Erin. I'm, I'm, I'm mindful of your time. And so, <laughs> you know. We're, we're talking about photographs. You're we're, doing we're, an exhibition. We're, we're, we've started and How we haven't really. How did this go from being a pilot to a. All these things. No, so tell me about this. Listen to this. this is so awesome. Really, what, what is important and, and, you know, the education side of things and I'd love to talk about the future of work and education and community-based learning and relationship We'll do that again learning, in another, another podcast. Um, and, and look at where the world is going mm. and, and how it's advanced and where it's, mm. re- where it's remaining behind and all the challenges and opportunities lying ahead. I'd love to talk about that. But what's really been, um, really been um, quite moving for me in, in, in coming down to the West Coast, the North West Coast is... A, the, the, the physical beauty of the place. You know, we're in nature and, and, um, and it's just stunning. And, and, and to take photographs, uh, whether I'm out walking um, or out flying, um, you know, there's just such spectacular photographs to be taken. And um, one of the things that's, that, that, that struck me and, you know, so folks said to me, Errol, you must do something with these hundreds of thousands of photographs you take on your phone. And I said, yeah, no, no, I should. I put them up on Instagram and um, 
and, and you know, that's nice. It's a nice way of sharing and journaling. I don't have time to write down a diary, so the photographs become my diary. But it really struck me in the community um, that, you know, we is wonderful. The, the people are wonderful. They're community-based, but... And I'd say very joyful because you can, you know, you can stop and talk to anyone, you know. It's not like the big cities. There's, there's no opaqueness to people. When you say, how are you, they actually tell you how they are. Mm. Um, and, and, and what I've witnessed in, in the community, in the close communities, there's, there's a lot of tragedy too. Um, and, and I've noticed tragedy and experienced through, um, through the friends that I've created. You know, suicides uh, have been... Um, close and and they've been very impactful to the community and um, so I was looking at how do how do I you know what what do we do about this I know that the state government has is is taking this very seriously they've had um, two reports into suicide um, the yep. latest one released in December yep sure um, was I was only reading that the other day yeah, so and yep. they've also had very uh, interesting report. They're also looking at the impact of COVID on, in terms of the healthcare workforce. So, so you know, there's 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 a lot of awareness of of the issue. And and one of the conclusions of the last report that was issued um, on the sixth of December was that this is a whole of community, whole of government, whole of society uh, issue that we we do need to be each other's keepers. And um, so, so with that, I thought, you know what? What if we put together a photographic exhibition of the uh, of nature, and um, and we utilise this as a a means to rally the community around these very difficult subjects um, that are so important. But you know, to know what's out there in terms of support for for people going through difficult times, and you know, what's the support for families who've who've and friends and and, and work colleagues and teammates. You know that that have experienced a, a loved one die, um, and you know how do we go about broaching this topic, and particularly in a time not so much in Tassie because we haven't been isolated like um, others have been in the mainland. So, um, so the idea that is is it's called magical moments, and uh, it will be at the dawn uh, in Wynyard from from the thirteenth Friday the thirteenth of May till the twenty first, and the idea is to 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 have the photographs of the of, of, of nature but each evening to to have a session whereby we for an hour or an hour and a half where we have guest speakers from different walks of life um, community groups in healthcare and uh, mental health and um, who can who can talk about what they do um, where we can have alternative ways of looking at how we take care of ourselves how we be resilient um, and so really just to tackle this kind of obliquely Around something that is uplifting as as nature is, and um, you know I've put it out there to the community and and Don and Duncan Sadler who own the yep. um, you know they 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 love the idea um, and I've spoken to some folks in, in in my close community who who have been impacted in a, in, in a very significant way and, and and they love the idea of of having the conversations. Um, and that's such a difficult thing, isn't it? Is how do we, you know, it's okay for the government to say we need a whole of community, whole of government approach to this, but how do you actually do that? So, the concept is well, let, let's see if we can rally around nature, and and the healing power of nature. Let's see if we can bring this beautiful, loving, kind community, which we experienced at the Oktoberfest when, you know, when when Somerset Rotary pivoted from from where it was going to provide the funds to let's let's do this that was to g remember it was yes yeah. it was and for uh, g runs a beautiful program at oh, Parkland. Well, the school runs a school beautiful runs program a bit, yeah. you you run it yeah oh. and <laughs> and we pivoted for those poor and people did, yeah. and lost know, their it, kids and it wasn't so much uh, which i'm sure it was very grateful they gratefully received the funds and the proceeds from the from the event but it was you know it was held at the lower pub down in Wynyard where where you know when the, the young girl who lost her life she was working she, she was working there, there. so yeah. <coughs> what that did for the community was it was incredible because it gave them that sense of joy that sense of hope for the future um, and it showed that the community stuck by them what rotary did was amazing in in doing that so you know if we can start to utilize that 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 sense of community that sense of nature to create something like this exhibition, get behind it and show the community yes. what's there, who's there, and give people a voice. 
No, so that they know that they're not alone. And, and you know, another time I'd love to talk about the healing power of nature and, and, and what nature does and how it goes about its healing power of nature, but the sense of community around that. So the idea is that let, let's try this out for the northwest coast. Let's try it out in Wynyard. And, uh, you know, we can use this as a template um, that, you know, we can have other exhibitions but where we invite the local community into those exhibitions um, so that we can continue the conversation. And the idea is, if they're feeling down, if they're feeling lonely, go out into nature, take a photograph, send it in, and it may be part of the exhibition or it may just be part of a website. That yeah, that's right. And, you know, so how we garnish more and more so we can create a blueprint for this to go around the state. Um, and, you know, I, from who I've spoken to, the energy around it's so passionate and people love the idea. Oh, well, that's right. You I mean, know, the Northwest so is one of the highest in yeah. suicide rates. You know, but it's also in the, Australia. It's so. also one of the most loving communities I've ever had the the privilege to be part of. So, you know, how do we bridge that gap? How do we bridge the either side of the railway track? Um, you know, how do we get from litigation to uh, to education to community? And and so I think that you know I'd love to I'd love to see this being um, supported by all these wonderful groups of caring people. And individuals, you know, uh, there have been expressions of interest to wow. family and friends that I'd love to come and have a chat and I'd love to be there yeah. in this safe, nurturing environment. We're absolutely right behind it at, um, at Rotary. Yeah, that's and right. That's well, that you need to be. Our club wants to be involved in and, um, you know, Errol um, had this beautiful video um, which we, we should show G at some time. Um, it's amazing. And... You know, just like, yeah, unreal. And one of the things with like G and I kind of, when we started this podcast, it was all about interviewing ordinary people who do extraordinary things. And, and you certainly fit the bill with what you've achieved, but also what you're planning and doing what you're, you're putting in place now for, and particularly as a new resident, you know, as a new community member, um, the investment you're putting into the community by doing this is, is nothing short of amazing. And um, so... You know, we're, we, we've, without intending to, we've kind of, podcast has had a, quite often a big um, part in um, mental health uh, discussions and illness discussions through some of the guests that we've had and, you know, the organisations that we've both been involved with and uh, G does a lot in this space. Yeah. And you two should be a good connection. And, and the thing about it is that, you know, it's not just it's not around mental illness. No, this is this is really about how people feel their emotions. So yeah. every single one of us is is susceptible to having correct you know, having having a hard time. Yep, and and how we relate to each other uh, makes such a difference in raising that energy level. My word. Um, and and so this is this is more of a positive note about actually, you know what? It's on one end of the spectrum, someone didn't see the hope and and there's no blame around not seeing the hope um and and then the other side of it is well how do we get from a state of hopelessness to seeing the hope to living the joy of life um through how we connect with each other yeah that's exactly right you know in the essence of time we really need to have another podcast together because i'd like to continue this conversation and I'd like the dulcet tones. <laughs> oh yeah, and I, 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 I'd like you to, to, you know, come on and talk again. And I'd like to talk about, you know, the way the world's going and how we can embrace different learning. Yes, education. absolutely. Yeah. So we should do that. Tell us when is this exhibition on again? It is on from the thirteenth of May. Until the twenty first of May. And Beautiful. And, and so a Facebook page, there social will media. Be a, there yep. will be an Instagram. There will be a, a Facebook page. And um, and what would it be under? We'll, we'll have Errol back in a couple of weeks' we'll time uh, if he's willing. Yeah. It'll be under magical moments. Magical, magical moments. moments. There you go. Did you remember? M and M's. We'll have Errol back on in a couple of weeks if he's willing. I'd love to. And uh, we can continue this conversation. Yep. Um, now, because Errol, G has to get to another, book, to go, to another but, book but, but also this is too important just to have one episode. Yeah. Errol, there was one thing that you said, which I want G to hear, about leadership. 
I did. You did when we talked at Rotary. Um, and you said something about leadership. It was four lines. Um, I, I think it was more a way of looking at life. Yeah. Um, as to make the, sim- the complex simple. Uh, the simple compelling. Ah, Com- yeah. Compelling, relevant. And the whole lot, a bunch of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I love lots of fun. Sir, you were amazing. Thank you for your time. Now, just what we're going to do is play a little song to, to finish off. Brilliant. Tim. Well, I run off. Oh, Tim. Tim. Oh, Tim. Hello, Timmy. Um, Timmy, sorry about last weekend. Yeah, that was actually what? Oh, that was my fault. What a frick up that I did. But uh, I played the wrong song. But this is Timmy's new song, which he's lent to us here at Lending. At Lending. At what, what are we called? Um, <laughs> I don't he's, know. He's lent to us here at Get the Know How. <laughs> what are we called? Uh, get the Know How with G and Grant. And thank <laughs> yeah. you. So much, Errol. Um, thank you for your uh, discussions tonight and your honesty. And um, yeah, I think we've got a lot more to drag out of you. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it'd be great. Thanks for coming. Let's do in it. And, and I'm going to give this one a bell for Timmy because I said I would. And uh, let's see if I can get Timmy the, uh, on your new song. It is called. It's called Backstick Agenda. And before that comes, thank. You to both of you for what you do. This is lovely work in the community. We love it. Thank you so much. We love you. Most steps along a journey day to day.